You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Forty years of this is Emeritus Rex with Rabbi Ruvain Yoshua Pupko. I don't know if it was forty years ago or not, but it seemed like I guess it was a little more than forty years ago that the world started hearing about a interesting woman who had a Jewish name, but was obviously not Jewish, Whoopi Goldberg. I don't know what her her, her actual born name is, but somehow she took this name. And I, I guess I guess it must have been around 40 years ago or so that she came to prominence as an actress that she was picked for Steven Spielberg's The Color Purple. And you might remember that film. And in that film, uh, she was the main character. They took, they plucked her out of nowhere. I think she was a stand-up comic. Um, I think that's what she had been doing. And from that point on, Whoopi, um, although many people have problems with that film because they say, how could a white Jewish guy like uh, Steven Spielberg make a film that's about the depth and the ugliness of the African-American experience in the uh, 19th and early part of the 20th century? By the way, Oprah Winfrey was in that film too as well. Um, yeah. And, uh, Listen, uh, Cecil and, and, B. Hill made, made a movie called King Kong. He wasn't part of the Animal Kingdom. I don't know. If he... <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it wasn't actually Cecil B. DeMille, but the point is, is that who was know, it? Who was King Kong? Who was it? Yes, it was. Um, she, from that point on, uh, became a person that was very well known. She was in Ghost. She was in Ghost. Right. And Ghost, of course, was her. her and then she was a singing nun, wasn't she? A singing nun. Sister Act. Yes, yeah. Sister Act, and it's Sister Act, and two sequels, and right. No, but here's the, I, I'm very happy you brought up 40 years ago because I think that's a great starting point for this. Why did she choose the name Goldberg? Her name's not Goldberg. It's something I forget the original name. It's not Goldberg, obviously. Why did she choose it? It was funny and transgressive. In other words, here I am, an African-American, and now I'm going to associate myself with another disenfranchised, another, I don't want to say disenfranchised, but a certain, another minority group. It, what's interesting is if she was starting out today, she wouldn't choose Goldberg. No, I don't think definitely, definitely not after the events of the last. Uh, no, but she wouldn't hours. choose culturally because the Jew is right. no longer part of the protected class. The Jew is now part of the privileged class in, in the leftist thinking. Yeah, and in leftist thinking, Jews are no longer deserving of sympathy or 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 special uh, protection uh, due to the fact that they are at the very least. The morally dubious beneficiaries of a white privileged world, if not the architects of that white privileged world. So, you know, and that goes, and that informs that the beginning of that informs everything she said about the Holocaust. Right. So, let's now, I don't it. believe it was anti. I don't think it was. Most of what she said was just simply ignorant, meaning, but she says it's not racial. That's just completely ignorant. I mean, okay, well, not- let's give the background a little bit quickly for. Um, okay. So, you know, she, and, and before that, let me just dig a little bit onto this. The fact that we have a program called um, Emeritus Rex is probably itself quite pretentious because who are who are we to hold forth on things? But you know what? We are not a national program that has millions and millions of people watching. The fact that you have these actors. Okay, act- I take great offense at that comment. Uh, okay. you, you, you and I represent the brain trust. Yes, of, of all North America and beyond. But here's yeah. the point: you have the you have what gives Whoopi Bechalal, 
you know, the 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 perch to be able to hold right, forth. Right. No, I agree with you. Right. You, words, have, I mean, I, 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 you know, her Joy Behar, I don't know the rest of those people there. This this, no. you know, you know, this sliding, uh, you know, merry, merry-go-round of women who are on there. And I, I understand that it's more interesting, perhaps, to talk about issues of the day than to plug your your, your latest movie or book. But why is it that America tunes in? I want to say something very important. Yes. I am not opposed to women being on TV. Okay, but what gives them? I understand William F. Buckley was someone who was. Well, you're right, no, but but Raymond, you know that there's Facebook has democratized expertise. In other words, erased it. There's no such thing as expertise anymore. You're permitted <laughs> to opine on issues far beyond your your knowledge or experience. Yeah. So, but when it's on Facebook or some small podcast like ours, we can understand that. But when it's when, when there's still something about the prestige of a national program right. that's oh, and it indicates that the zeitgeist of today is. Do you know who can hold forth on these issues? A bunch of actors and or actresses, or they don't want to be called actresses anymore. A bunch of actors, a bunch of actors and, and people who are barely famous, once famous, washed up. They can talk about anything. And right, somehow okay. that's what. Okay, I want to begin by talking about what's ignorant and then what's offensive. Uh, deeply and profoundly. Effective. Okay, so on, well, wait a second. On this program, when she was talking about one of my favorite books, by the way, which I have taught as a teacher, Mouse, she right. started talking about the fact that in some school board uh, from my home state that the book was banned, and which led to a discussion among the panel about why people would not want to have books about the Holocaust, right. and got and that got Whoopi speaking about the fact that. As, as as the panel was talking about it being racism, and again speaking about how uh, how uncomfortable this book made because somehow the parents on that school board were afraid of op- of of confronting the racism, nudity, the nudity issue, whatever. Yeah. No, no, but but they were saying behind it was not the nudity. This was just a straw man. What they were trying to imply was the way I understood from the clip was that. They don't want people to read about the Holocaust because in a way that's sort of like an indictment on them because they are also in a way part of a racist ideology. And then Whoopi pushes back and says, no, it's not about race. This book is about evil. Man's human and man. It's not about racism. Racism is only black on white. Racism right. is about your skin color. I, I'm paraphrasing, but that's right. how that ended off. What happens afterwards is that Whoopi gets, because this show has such prominence, <laughs> she gets uh, uh, tweets and emails to the show indicating the, tr- the obvious truth that uh, the Nazi ideology was the, uh, was, the, was the ones who crafted the modern version of racism in terms and leading it to annihilation. Whoopi then goes on The Late Show, which you informed me about from Stephen Colbert, who's generally a very bright and funny comic. And she digs down a little bit, apologizing, but not really apologizing completely. She apologizes. She says, I'm never going to bring it up again. But once again, she speaks about what race is. The race is about skin right. so color. Here's the thing. So here's the thing. Let's go slowly. Okay. So now for the edification of our audience who might not have heard, I've pieced together uh, the salient points of Whoopi's statements 
and put it together from what she said on The View and what she said on Colbert. So, Rabbi, if you, if, together, let's listen uh, for the next seven or so minutes as we hear what she has to say. And a Tennessee school pulled the graphic novel Mouse out of their lessons on the Holocaust because it contained some nudity and some bad language. Personally, I'm shocked because, you know, given the story of Mouse, I'm, I'm surprised that that's what, that's what made you uncomfortable, the fact that there was some nudity. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's about the Holocaust, the killing of six million people, but that didn't, that didn't bother you. But the, the naked I, I'm not sure thing. that they don't use the naked part as a kind of a uh, canard yeah. to throw you off from, from the I fact agree. that they don't Maybe. like history that makes white Maybe. people look bad. Mm-hmm. Well, why, this is why people doing it to white people. Yeah. So this yeah. is, you know, y'all go fight amongst yourselves, but don't, <laughs> you know. Well, look at what kids house well also if you're going to do this then let's be truthful about it because the holocaust isn't about race no no it's not about race race. but it's it's not about race it's not about race because you it's about man's inhumanity to man that's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's Jews, not about and, and race. It's 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 the but these are two Romans. white groups of people. Well, they how do we have to black people see them as white and they, But you're missing the point. You're yeah. missing the point. Yeah. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, because black, white, Jews, uh, it's ha- everybody eats each other. So is it, if you're uncomfortable, if you hear about mouse, should you be worried? Should, should your child say, oh my God, I, I wonder if that's me? No, that's not what they're going to say. They're going to say, I don't want to be. This morning, yes, on The yes, View, did. when y'all were talking about the Holocaust, yeah. and w- w- would you care to uh, follow up? Clarify what you said this morning? I don't know. Because it confused some people. It it upset a lot of people, which was never, ever, ever, ever my intention. I thought we were having a discussion Mm -hmm. uh, because I feel being black, when we talk about race, it's a very different thing to me. Mm -hmm. So I said that I, I felt that the Holocaust wasn't about race. And people got very, very, very angry and still are angry. I mean, I'm getting, you know, all of the, the mail from folks and mm-hmm. the very real anger because people feel very differently. But I thought it was a, a salient discussion because as a black person, I think of race as being something that I can see. So I see you and I know what race you are. And... The discussion was about how I felt about that. I felt that that it was really more about man's inhumanity to man and how horrible people can be to people. And we're seeing it manifest itself these days. But people were very angry and they said, no, no, we are a race. And I, I, I understand. I understand. I, I felt differently. I respect everything everyone is saying to me and I... I you know, I don't want to fake apologize. You know, I, I was I very upset about, that people are misunderstood what I was saying. And so because of it, uh, they're saying that I'm anti-Semitic and that uh, I'm denying the Holocaust and all these other things, which, 
you know, would never occur to me to do. I thought we were having a discussion about race, which everyone I think is having. As the white guy in the conversation uh -huh. here, I am, I am neither uh, Jewish nor am I black, and mm -hmm. so I have a different perspective all of this. Yes. It seems to me that whiteness is a construct created by colonial powers um, during the beginning of colonial imperi imperialist mm -hmm. era in order to exploit other people, and that they could apply it to all different kinds of people, that idea of race. And the American experience tends to be based on skin. Yes, and so that is what race means to me. Mm -hmm. When you talk about uh, being a racist, I was saying, you can't call this racism. This was evil. Mm -hmm. this, wasn't, this wasn't based on the skin. You couldn't tell who was Jewish. Mm -hmm. They had to delve deeply to figure it out. Well, I think one of the reasons why the people might say, and again, I, mm -hmm. I, I, uh, I'm... I'm not Jewish and I'm black, right. but as someone who understands, uh, you know, what I've read of how the op Nazis operated, when they found out that you were of the Jewish race, right. that's, that's why they'd make you wear a star yes. so they could see you So they could identify you. you. But yes. my point is they had to do the work. If you see, if the Klan is coming down the street mm -hmm. and I'm standing with a Jewish friend and neither one, well, I'm going to run. Mm. <laughs> But if my friend decides not to run, they'll get passed by most times because you can't tell who's Jewish. You don't know. It's not something that people say, oh, that person is Jewish or this person is Jewish. And so that's what I was trying to explain. And I understand that not everybody sees it that way and that uh, I did a lot of uh, harm, I guess, to myself. And people, you know decided I was all these other things. I'm, I'm actually not. And I'm incredibly uh, torn up by being told these things about myself. And, you know, I get it. Folks are angry. I accept that. And I did it to myself. This was my, uh, my thought process. And I will work hard not to think that way again. Have you, have you come to understand that the Nazis saw it as race? Well, because they might, like, well, asking the Nazis, they would say, yes, it's a racial issue. Well, see, this is what's interesting to me, because the Nazis lied. It wasn't. They, they had issues with ethnicity, not with race, because most of the Nazis were white people, and most of the people they were attacking were white people. So to me, I'm thinking, how can you... How can you say it's about race if you are fighting each other? So it all really began because I said, how will children, how will we explain to children what happened in Nazi Germany? This wasn't, I said, this wasn't racial. This was about white on white. And everybody said, no, 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 it was racial. And so that's what this all came from. So once again, don't write me anymore. I know how you feel. Okay, I already know. I get it. And uh, I'm going to take your word for it and never bring it up again. The Holocaust has nothing to do with race, is to betray profound, all-encompassing ignorance about what the Nazis uh, uh, said and did and what they were all about. It was the series of Nazis that, uh, that formed 
of their attitudes towards the Jewish people, and that informed their writings. They clearly said that the Aryan race is superior, Jews come from an inferior race. It was clearly quintessential racism, quintessential explicit racism. Okay, now, I let's say we forgive Whoopi for that, because she's ignorant of the Holocaust. Okay, let's forgive her as well, you know, for another reason. When you talk about anti-Semitism today, it is rarely spoken about in racial terms. The anti-Semitism that's current today doesn't often uh, tread upon the, you know, the Nazi ideology of, of an inferior race. Even the white supremacists today who talk about Jews uh, are more likely to be heard saying things like, you know, Jews will not replace us. You know, the ideology of the liberals and Jews undermined Christian society. You, you don't even from them, what you most often, not always, but most often hear is things that have nothing, is, it does not, again, is not the racial terminology of the Nazis. All right, so let's say we forgive her, all right, for that. All right, maybe it's unforgivable, or maybe we set that aside for a minute. What is so offensive about what she said, and she said it both on The View and on The Late Show, is when she said, describe the Holocaust as white people fighting with each other. She said that twice. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? white people fighting with each other. Now, that is an old, when I say old, not that old, but it's been around for a while, leftist uh, phrasing about the Holocaust where it's white on white crime, which is something you, you hear from people on the left and certainly black activists, meaning it diminishes, it diminishes because the real issue is, is race. And that's, this is not race. Right? A real issue today, the real evil of the day is racism. The Holocaust is white people fighting with each other, white on white crime. A again, no Nazi ever called a Jew white. No J Nazi ever thought of the Jew as being part of the same race. Right? And similarly, no Polish man ever called a, a Jew in Poland a Pole, called him a Jid. Right? No, no, no Muslim in Morocco ever called a Jew a Moroccan. He called him a Yehud. Right? And that's it. So the idea that we were thought, so here we are as Jews in a, in a moment that has no parallel in human history, where our enemies on the right, right, say we're not white, that we're part of a different race, and our enemies on the left say we are part of the white privilege. Right? To be a Jew is to be, have this dizzying uh, universe where half your haters hate you because you're part of the white privilege and the white power, and the other half of the people hate you because they will never think of you as white. So th that's the bizarre world we're in. And, 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 and again, it, it goes deeper than that in that the only kind of animus between groups that matters is those that affect people of color. And that everything else is, is, is you know, is, is not just secondary, but really inconsequential. And therefore, what they have, what the left has done is designed a world where the Jew can never be thought of as a victim and more likely will be thought of as a perpetrator. Very well said, and I'm sure that, the, that everything, as you say, the primal uh, conflict that needs to be dealt with, pan 
internationally is white and black, right? That seems to be, and it's incredible why that has has become that. But that seems to be, at least for all uh, Western English-speaking countries, that seems to be the main thing. And that is the original sin of mankind. It, and it goes back <clears throat> in their minds <clears throat> to the slave trade <clears throat> and beyond the colonization of the United States. What Whoopi said, and, and she said it, and this is the part, that, that, that upset me was that, okay, uh, it's about evil and man's inhumanity to man, which is still going on, which is still, now, there is the problem. The truth is, is that that seed was laid <clears throat> in many ways in the 1950s when the Holocaust became the story for the world. We talked about, we talked about the, the de-Judaization of the Diary of Anne Frank, right? Which in, and, and and that was in the Broadway production of it, and also in the film. And the reason why Anne Frank becomes the symbol of the Holocaust and not a chesedisha uh, mishpocha in Varsha, part of what happened here was the Holocaust needs to be the story of all mankind, and because of that, Whoopi can step back and say, "Look." This is about evil, man versus man. And, oh, 100%. And, 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 and evil is still going on, meaning the, the, the evil sort of like machinations, whether it's Dylan Roof uh, in Charleston or whatever you want to call it, is that's also the Holocaust. And that is where the problem is. In other words, the reason why Whoopi can get away with saying it is, is because in a way, despite all the Jewish money and all the fact that it's about the Jews, there has been simultaneously a, uh, a de-Judaizing, a, a de-religionizing of the Holocaust that Whoopi could go out and say it's about man's inhumanity to man. She heard that very, very often, right, she's probably product, growing she's up. A, she's a pro- an authentic product of the culture. Again, this goes back, as you say, to the 1950s. It goes back to Simon Wiesenthal, who did a lot of wonderful things, but literally cre- took out of whole cloth the idea that there were 11 million, 6 million victims of the Holocaust, 11 million generally. Right, as, as it means. True. And he was asked about this, and he said, if the world only thinks of the Holocaust as affecting Jews, no one will care. That's why he said it. And he's, it was completely insane. You know, for thinking that way, but that's what they thought in the 1950s, right? And but 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 he was successful because that he was again. It's all in a way, just like in network, as Ned Beatty tells us, it's all about how the monies work. That all these other ideas are somehow right, and by turning the Holocaust into this larger no, again, Jewish experience, they, they, again, if you read the leftist critique of Israel. Right. And you read what the black politicians say, like Corey Bush. He said this explicitly. He said Gaza was white people brutalizing the bodies of black and brown people. Right. That's what Gaza was. It's all through. That's why they talk so much about the policemen who sometimes go to Israel for training and blaming George Floyd on Israel. Right. The training they get. Right. It's all about racializing. Right. The Jew as the bad guy in the racial equation. No, I, I agree with you. And and all, all I'm saying is, is that, look, Whoopi, the idea, okay, she has to, I feel there's an overreaction just from, you, know, you, you informed me about this a number of minutes before we started recording. So I'm not apologizing what I'm saying because I didn't think about it so much, but my gut reaction is, look, she isn't 
you know, she's not a terrible person. The, the, the show itself is ridiculous. The fact that now she has to take two weeks off to think about what she did wrong, all of that is just window dressing. To no, no, but again, the- I, I think it's important. Listen, I agree with you she's not a bad person. Much of what she said is born out of simple ignorance, where she says to Colbert, you know, a black person, you know immediately who you, who you hate. Jew, you have to dig down to find them. No, the Nazis didn't have to dig down to find the Jews, okay? They didn't. Every anti-Semite knows exactly who we are and where we live. Yeah, there were cases, a very small minority cases of Jews who hid or were able to hide, whatever. They didn't have to dig down to find the Jew in Warsaw or Krakow or in Budapest. That's insane. But she's not a bad person. What I mean by but but she is a very authentic, a troublingly authentic representation of today of the current, of the current culture. Right. And which, and her and, and I would say further that her status not as an actress or the thinker, unfortunately what, what overemphasizes her significance is the fact that she's black merely by being black, as opposed to any values. I know that she hasn't been a terrible actress and she's done funny things, but somehow what gives her that voice and makes it significant that that voice is being quieted is merely the fact that she's black. Nothing else other, okay, yeah, there's plenty of other actors and actresses out there. Somehow, oh, that black voice was stifled. And now somehow this brings up black versus Jew. There's another thing here, which I know you know, but I just want to uh, 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 bring it out. The reason why um, what the Nazis, of course, were machadish based on the eugenic theories was, of course, there'd always been the Jew as the devil. There's always been the idea of the Jew poisoning the wells. But here, once they had, and I, I don't remember the exact theorists who came up with the idea, once we can actually speak about Aryan and the Aryan race, so now we can justify what we're doing as a scientific, modern version no, of, having, they, of having a better planet. As no, but it makes it indelible. But again, yeah, we know Maranos weren't treated nice. It was not the point, though. If, if, if In earlier centuries of anti-Semitism, where the where the animus was was triggered by religion, you could change your religion, right? Okay. If, once the Nazis made it racial, it became indelible. Okay. In the racial theories, the late nineteenth century, right? Again, we know about the eugenics movement even in the in the U.S. Right. Once it became endemic, which, which, led, which led to the sterilization, right, the sterilization uh, of, 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 of so many uh, people who were developmentally disabled, right. and the attitude that in order to build a better future that the industrial revolution was heralding we need to have a great planet of beautiful beautiful blonde blue-eyed people (laughs) you know the story that typifies it for me is there was a uh you know i believe the story took place yes in warsaw a nazi picks up a jewish child by his legs takes a bayonet and slices him in half and yells you must die so i can live or so we can live and the jew was considered uh, was thought of under this ideology as a threat to the very future of their civilization because of this indelible racial uh, uh, feature that uh, we would represented a dangerous and nefarious species on earth and that needed to be eliminated. And, uh, and, right. and, what, and what Whoopi does by, you know, in her words is completely, you know, denies all of that, feeds into and emboldens the idea that what only thing that matters is the color of one's skin, and that to dismiss the Holocaust as white people fighting with each other, 
is so profoundly offensive right to the memory of the six million who weren't fighting with anyone before the Holocaust. I, I would say that it's not only an offense to us, but it's an offense to the American soldiers who were right. sent, the young people who lost their lives on Omaha Beach, for everyone who realized at that time when Whoopi wasn't, was barely born, and I guess she wasn't even around, obviously, that this was considered a way to save the planet from an evil. Anyway, listen, it's a... You know, as Obama said, it's a teachable moment because she is a very authentic, again, I keep saying it, she's the most, she's a very authentic, in her words, authentic representation of this moment in our culture. And it's very, it's, it's demoralizing to see how pervasive ideas that used to be confined to, you know, the quiet rooms of academia have now infected uh, you know the broader culture broader. Well, of course well that that it always distills downward even if people don't understand yeah. where the sources are from let's just end today uh with a plug on my part for mouse which i think uh it's a great work yes yeah and, and as it, it really combines for me everything because as a comic uh geek growing up as a holocaust child Right. You know, you put those two together. And obviously, you know, the I I want to tell you that Vladik, who is uh, who is his father, who is the main character in this book, the the mother's nudity is actually based on um, a uh, a piece that he wrote for that Art Spiegelman did for Raw. Uh, many years ago, as he was, Mouse was just an embryonic idea in his head, and he put that in there. His mother discovers it. So it really isn't central. The central thing, of course, is the Jews are the mice. The Jews are the rats. The Jews are the element that needs to be eliminated. So Mouse, if you read it, and, and, and it is such an incredible work done so perfectly, and my students, you will actually be, that is the ultimate hachosha to, to Whoopi. Reading Mouse, enjoying Mouse, as a 21st century young person will actually, in a way, be an antidote. And it will also give you what I think is an indelible uh, representation of what trauma and especially what these European Jews were like as they pushed forward. The price that they paid in order to survive and, uh, and, and, and what the scars that were left. So if, if this actually helps put Mouse back into prominence, then perhaps Whoopi's Gullis is worth it. Well, we shall see you, my friends, on this abbreviated version. Take care, my friends. Be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.